your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, Internet. You're listening to Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Sarah Avampato, also host of Locked On Kings, also host of the Wednesday edition of this show. And today I'm bringing you some big stories from around the league. And guess what? Those stories are all about free agency because the draft has come and gone. Free agency opened and we saw the goalie carousel begin, which I feel like has been one of the biggest stories of free agency. In today's show, I'm going to break down some of the biggest changes, the biggest moves uh, that happened the first couple of days of free agency. We're going to talk with Amy Rothenberger from Locked On Capitals about their new acquisition, Henrik Lundqvist, who signed a one-year deal with the Capitals. And we're going to talk with Nolan and Ethan from Locked On Red Wings all about the small but positive changes the Red Wings made, signing a whole bunch of guys on short deals in free agency in a search to not be a team that wins, you know, just a handful of games. So all of that is coming up on today's show. The biggest news, of course, is... Goalie musical chairs, as uh, some people on hockey Twitter have been putting it with all of the goalies that have been moving both in trades before the draft and also in free agency. We, of course, have Henrik Lundqvist to Washington. We have Braden Holtby to Vancouver. We have Jacob Markstrom to Calgary. We have Cam Talbot to Minnesota. There's literally just a whole circle of goalie moves that have been made. Corey Crawford, of course, has wound up on the New Jersey Devils after speaking about how he felt devastated that the Chicago Blackhawks weren't able to come to an agreement with him. Uh, Some other big moves from around the league. Kevin Shattenkirk signs for three years with Anaheim Ducks. Craig Smith heads to Boston, who has done kind of nothing else in free agency, making, uh, I know, our Locked on Bruins host, Ian McLaren, you know, not the happiest person. Uh, Buffalo, we'll get back to Buffalo in just a second because they did some of the biggest stuff, uh, surprisingly, in free agency. Uh, Chris Tanev and Louis Deming also signed with Calgary, so Calgary got two of Vancouver's goalies in in that uh, free agency. Carolina signs Jesper Faust from the Rangers. The Blackhawks just announced that they signed Matthias Janmark from the Dallas Stars. In addition to trading Brandon Saad uh, away for reasons, I guess, the Columbus Blue Jackets gave Miko Koivu a one-year contract to shore up some center depth there. Anton Kudobin re-signs with the Stars. Detroit, a whole bunch of stuff. We'll hear from the guys on Locked on Red Wings later, but Bobby Ryan's probably the biggest one, plus Troy Stetcher, who they basically stole from Vancouver, uh, if you listen to Vancouver Twitter. Edmonton did a lot of questionable things, signed Cal Turris, Tyler Ennis, Tyson Berry, which is interesting, and Mike Smith. So those are choices that they made. Florida, also active, including signing Alexander Wenberg, who had recently been bought out by the Blue Jackets. Nashville picked up Mark Borowiecki uh, from Ottawa. Since Ottawa sort of bizarrely didn't re-sign someone who is kind of a team favorite when they need, you know, players and to meet the cap floor, but... I'm not Ottawa. I can't tell you why they did that. The Rangers signed Jack Johnson, so good luck with that. And one of the biggest moves, uh, the biggest surprise moves, uh, I guess, was Tory Krug signing to a seven-year deal with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, he is another one who seemed pretty disappointed in the way contract negotiations went with his team, with Boston, uh, and he signed pretty quickly with St. Louis. 
again, if you want more sad feelings on that, you can go listen to Locked on Bruins uh, because there's a lot of sad feelings going around about that one. Winnipeg signed some guys like Nate Thompson, Lucas Spiza, Derek Forbert, uh, so all more depth options for Winnipeg. But really, the biggest news, and it dropped too late to really be able to fold it into this show, but I'm sure you're going to be able to hear more about it later this week on Locked on NHL. Taylor Hall signs a one-year, $8 million contract with the Buffalo Sabres. And the initial reaction was, wait, why? But as some people have pointed out, Taylor Hall is kind of one of those guys who is like very underrated for how smart he is. And there's always, of course, the jokes about like the failed boating test and all that stuff. But he is, when you ask other NHL players, like who's most likely to become a general manager someday, Taylor Hall is always at the top of that list. So this is a kind of interesting, like diabolical deal for him because he can go there, play next to Jack Eichel, have probably a monster year, no matter what Buffalo does in terms of where they are in the standings. If Buffalo's good, they end up in the playoffs. He gets some playoff experience and then gets banked for his next contract. If Buffalo's bad, they flip him at the deadline to a contender. So Taylor Hall still gets playoff experience and gets to pad his stats and gets to have a great contract next next season. So it's a deal that is odd on the face of it because everyone just assumed Taylor Hall was going to a team that was going to compete for the Stanley Cup. I think everyone knows that that team is probably not the Buffalo Sabres, but he has kind of set himself up to have a monster year playing with Jack Eichel and then being able to, presuming that Buffalo is not great, be flipped to a contender, have a great end of his season, have a great Stanley Cup run, and then go from there. So Taylor Hall biggest surprise of free agency. He took his sweet time uh, to make a decision and that came out late Sunday night. One person we still don't know where they're going to be, Alex Petrangelo. All the signs point to signing with Las Vegas, but uh, nothing is official yet. And that one, you know, probably will be decided right after I post this show. So that's kind of the big rundown of what is happening in free agency. Let's go to Washington, D.C. right now and Check in with Amy Rothenberger from Locked on Capitals as they say goodbye to Braden Holtby, but say hello to Henrik Lundqvist. So one of the biggest questions of free agency was where was Henrik Lundqvist going to end up? I feel like after the Rangers bought him out, that was the biggest question, the biggest upset in the goalie market. And we very quickly found out the answer. He was headed to the Washington Capitals. So on today's show, I've got Locked on Capitals to uh, to break down all the moves the Caps have made in free agency. So let's start with the big one. Henrik Lundqvist, huh? Henrik Lundqvist. And I tell you, you said you we found out very quickly. The rumor mill started here immediately. Like Caps hockey Twitter was like, all right, we could use him. And it just kept you know, going and going and going until it was like, oh, well, okay, we're going to get him. Like, it was sort of an inevitability once it was announced that he was bought out. Like, there was a quick moment of, oh, man, poor Hank. And then it was, well, he'll be a cap. Yeah, I, I love that that was like the universal reaction was just like, <laughs> he's going to be a capital. Yeah, pretty much. Although, you know, there were those of us who were holding out the very, very tiniest slice of hope that Braden Holtby would somehow come back to our loving arms. And <laughs> as someone who has, you know, who has probably about six different jerseys with a number 70 on it in her closet, some of which are signed, some of which are not, I cried a little. 
But I knew it was coming. Again, that was inevitable. We will miss him a lot. But I really think what it boils down to is if you're a team with a very quickly closing cup window, and by that I mean, like, there's a half an inch left to close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't go with Ilya Samsonov, who is excellent. He was a great backup for Hopi this past season. He played very well. And Vitek Vanacek, who is an AHL all-star, which for a rebuilding team, is a great tandem, right? But not for a team mm-hmm. that's going to try to get Ovi another cup. There's more from Amy coming up next about the Capitals' change in goaltending situation. First, though, let's talk about Built Bar because Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. It's more delicious than before. It's softer, it's fluffier, it's easier to chew, and it is full of the same great flavors plus new great flavors for you to enjoy. If you don't know what Built Bar is, it is a great tasting protein bar, tastes like a candy bar, and is everything you could possibly possibly want for a burst of energy to get you through your day, to get you through your workout, to get you through, I don't know, walking from your living room to the kitchen all day long, because that's kind of all I do here. Built Bar has a ton of amazing flavors, including old favorites like peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, German chocolate, plus new flavors like cookies and cream, which I just had the other day, super delicious, carrot cake, and others. And for right now, through the end of the day today, through the end of October 12th, there is a limited release strawberry flavor. And this strawberry flavor helps support breast cancer research. They're partnering with organizations like Living Beyond Breast Cancer, the Huntsman Cancer Institute, and others. Built Bar will match your donation to any of those organizations up to $50 per order plus 100% of the proceeds from the now available Built Breast Cancer Awareness Hoodie is going to go to those organizations as well. Those hoodies are available online for $19.95. So lots of great things going on with Built Bar. Again, that strawberry flavor is only available through today. So make sure you go over to builtbar.com right now and check it out. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Also, let's talk about Roman because it isn't easy to talk about erectile dysfunction. It's something that people use excuses for or they just avoid talking about entirely. If you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you might not feel like your best self, but if you want help, Roman is here for you. Roman connects you with a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can help prescribe the medication that you need. If medication is appropriate, Roman will even ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and totally discreet. You can do it all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Getting started is super easy. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. All this used to be super tough to talk about, but now Roman is here for you. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL to get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Now let's head back to Amy as she helps untangle the goaltending situation for the Washington Capitals. My other concern is that Ilya Samsonov has injuries with both his neck and his back. That is the most specific that we've heard. And those are bad injuries for any athlete. 
But for a goalie, your neck and your back are kind of really important. I mean, aside mm-hmm. from your groin, those are probably the other two places that you really want to worry about keeping in tip-top shape. <laughs> it's been said by the time next season comes around, he'll be fine. He actually stayed in he went to training camp. He never participated in training camp. He stayed in D.C. when everybody went up to the bubble to rehab and recuperate. And we were told, hey, by next season, he'll be fine, whenever that is. And that's all well and good. But again, he doesn't have a lot of experience. Vitek Vanacek has a lot of really good AHL experience. That's not going to get you a cup. I mean, if we've learned anything over the last season, but even the last few seasons, a good goalie tandem is what's going to get you a cup. And what I'm really excited to see about Henrik Lundqvist, other than just seeing Henrik Lundqvist, is is the fact that his decline, because it's there, he's 38, but I think his decline was helped along by the fact that there was not really a good defense in front of him for a while. And it'll be interesting to see how he fares with the Caps defense. Now, speaking of the Caps defense, I want to steal your segue away from you. But it seems like a lot of the other moves were were done from a defensive standpoint. Some of them were truly for, like, down in the A. But Schultz and Trevor Van Riemsdyk, that puts us, well, the story is also told because uh, we have an injured, a very injured Michael Kempney on Mm -hmm. defense, who is basically going to be on Robidaw Island for a long time, I think. I mean, they said six to eight months for him to recover from surgery. He is on LTIR. The good news is that frees up $2.5 million in cap space. The bad news is there's still a little too many defensemen. So we got, we signed Brendan Dillon. Yay! We love him. We st- we, and so it's him and Carlson instead of Kempney. And then you say Schultz and Orlov on the second pair. And then you get down to the third pair and you've got Van Riemsdyk. Siegenthaler, Jensen. And my guess is if we can get something back for Jensen, he would be the trade bait. If I were Amy the GM, which I often am on my podcast, I would not want to get rid of Jonas Siegenthaler unless I was getting something really good in return. And I don't know that the market is that good right now. He's a prospect you want to develop, right? He did. He had a really good season last season. He's really excellent on the penalty kill. I don't think just because he's the last one in, he should be the first one out. Nick Jensen sort of had a redemption arc in the season, you know, the the amount of season that was played last season. But, meh. So I'm thinking if one of them has to go, it's probably going to be Jensen. But again, that's Amy the GM. And if I really knew how to be a GM, I'd make a lot more money than I do right now. All of those guys are in the right spots, right? Because Dylan actually, you know, got moved up to that top pair a couple times during round robin play and during that first series. We got Henrik, we miss Holpe, the Caps put out this. It's very beautiful and it's very well done. If you hop on the Caps Twitter, you will see a nice little four-minute tribute video to Braden Holpe. And what immediately got me was the first clip in it is videotaped from his basement circa Braden age four or five and he's playing ball hockey with his dad and his dad is playing goalie and oh he shoots he scores and then you hear little Braden say I want to be the goalie and I just that was enough that was enough 
And I was like, oh no, this is going to be awful. And it was, but it was beautiful. It was very nice. And we will miss him here very much. And Vancouver, take care of him. He will take care of you. He was a pleasure and a gem both on and off the ice. And as a Caps fan, I'm also very happy that he will be reunited with Jay Beagle because they've known each other since their Hershey Bears days. And uh, that'll be fun to see. So I, I think it's I think it's safe to say that the first time these two teams play each other, no matter what next season looks like, no matter we'll if there's fans it. or what, yeah, that's going to be, be like, a big moment. It is. I wish, I hope we get to the point where if for some reason Vancouver comes to the Capital One Arena, that fans can be there. Maybe not all the fans but that fans can be there to formally see him off. Um, I know his wife, Brandy, is very active on Twitter, and I'm sure he does have a Twitter handle, and every once in a while he tweets. But Brandy is very active, and I'm sure she pointed him to the tons of tributes on Twitter and other places all over social media from all the Caps fans who hate to see him go but are glad that he's got somewhere to be. And uh, I really think, and, and this is this is sort of like the the thing about, oh, that's horrible for Hank, but he's going to be a capital. Here's the next thing. Oh, Brayden Hope, he's going to Vancouver, but he's going to be a Kraken. Yeah. That, that's, and his wife even tweeted about it. She's like, can't wait to go to Seattle. I, just, I love that, like, everyone, now that everyone understands how the expansion draft works, that they just are like, yep, this is probably what's going to happen, and we're we're just going to be cool with it. It's fine. Can I use, I know we're supposed to be talking about free agency and everything else, but can I use this opportunity on Locked on NHL to make my bold prediction about who the Caps are and are not going to protect in the expansion draft? Absolutely. Go for it. So most people around here including the beat reporters and the podcast, you know, the other podcasters and hockey Twitter and Russian machines seem to think that like TJ Oshie is the biggest, ripest apple to be picked to go to Seattle. I disagree. And here is why. Yeah, I know he's from out there and yeah, that makes sense. And no, it wouldn't that be a neat story. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But you know who has an $8 million contract for a number of years that will help them get to the floor and is also the much coveted right-handed defenseman, John Carlson. <laughs> I love it. Going against that, the grain. I like it. <laughs> I am. And I go against the grain in most of Caps Nation's love for John Carlson, because if y'all have listened to my podcast, you know, if you haven't, please do know that you can go back and listen to one of my podcasts that was called Johnny for Norris with a question mark and not an exclamation point because my argument was always the Norris trophy goes to the best defenseman in the league, not the best offensive defenseman in the league. And if that's how it's going to be voted on, then they need to change what the award is for because there is no way based on what I've seen at as many, I'm a, I'm a cap season ticket holder. So I see it up close. And I see it on television from what I've seen of his defensive play. And I'm using my bunny ear quotes when I say that. He is not a Norris Trophy winner. And thank goodness he wasn't, right? Because I would have had to just blow my stack. And I didn't. But I do think Seattle Kraken John Carlson 
who also wears number 74, might be a thing. I like it. It's a bold prediction, and uh, I'm very excited to follow along. And we will, we have quite a bit of time before the actual expansion draft, but I'm very excited to have you on whenever we get close to the draft to see. I would be very excited exactly to join you. Yeah, it still holds up. Excellent. Well, there is all sorts of cool stuff happening with the Capitals. Lost one handsome goalie. They got a different handsome goalie. That's what I keep telling people. Continuing. We have we have maintained yep. our handsome goalie quotient. Yeah, there's there's a ratio that needs to be met. For people who want to follow along, who want to get to see what's happening, get to speculate more on just what Hen- Henrik Lundqvist is going to bring to the table for the Caps, where can people find you and your show out there on the internet? Okay, so you can find me on Twitter at Amy Rothenberger. That's R-O-T-H-E-N-B-E-R-G-E-R. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Caps. We also have a Facebook page, Locked On Capitals. And I have another hockey podcast that I don't do on a daily basis and I don't even do on a weekly basis, but I do it with my friend Julie. And that's the one where we swear and we yell a lot and we talk about all of the NHL and not just the Capitals. It is called Pucker Up Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Pucker Up Podcast, or you can go to our website, which is PuckerUpHockey.com. Thanks to Amy for jumping on the show. From one of the best teams in the league to one of the ones that struggled the most, we go now to Detroit and talk with Nolan and Ethan from Locked on Red Wings to learn all about what they've been doing in a very active free agency from Steve Eiserman. So everyone expected there to be lots of activity in free agency, and that was kind of the case, kind of not the case. It was not necessarily the most exciting of free agency openings that I think any of us have sat through, but one team was very busy, and it wasn't necessarily the team that maybe you would have thought, and that team is the Detroit Red Wings, who made a whole bunch of signings of guys on free agency uh, to bring them to Detroit. So I have today with me Nolan and Ethan from Locked on Red Wings uh, to talk about what their team did. So let's just run down the list. I pulled up the the official list on NHL.com of all of the free agency moves. And, And this is, for anyone who hasn't kept up, what the Red Wings did. They signed Bobby Ryan, John Merrill, Riley Barber, Kyle Crisculo, Kevin Boyle, Thomas Grice, Troy Stetcher, Vlad Domestikov, that's a lot of guys. What is Detroit doing? Uh, well, Sarah, they're doing something, which is nice. And uh, honestly, that's all that matters to me. <laughs> it looks like they are trying to make themselves not in contention to be one of the worst teams in NHL history, which gives, uh, which leads me to give them a big two thumbs up. But to, to, to go into it a little bit more, it looks like they're making a lot of really smart, financially sensible additions uh you know they they had guys for one to two years i don't think they signed a single free agent uh that you mentioned to over a two-year deal Mm -hmm. and i don't think that any of them uh are making more than three million dollars a year off the top of my head i I probably should have checked that just to double check but for the most part it's you're right bringing in guys who will help them win a little bit more now who will help the 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 older pieces of the core, the Manthas, the Bertuzzi's, the Larkins, and help them put a respectable effort out on the ice, uh, unlike some of the nights that we saw last year when basically they probably should have been playing in like Iowa City or uh, San Diego or, you know, pick any any other AHL uh, location. Were you expecting any of this? Like, what did you think was going to happen in free agency? 
so I mean, this completely lines up with what we kind of thought was going to happen here. This is really just a, a stopgap to really get get when with us getting rid of some contracts and Erickson and Daly, we have to have people that can step up into that role. And with this rebuilding team, you don't want people on long-term contracts. You also don't want necessarily just kind of depends on what Steve wants to do with our team. And right now he's building through the draft. So there's no point in signing going after a Alex Pietrangelo right now and trying to sign that long-term when you're trying to build this team through the draft. So this is really what kind of makes sense to us and really what I, I thought was going to happen. And that's just bridge deals to get us to the point where those prospects are going to be coming here and making a difference for us. Really surprising though, still, I think like the amount of guys who kind of came in and uh, the things that they really said, like the Bobby Ryan quotes about like he, you know, he was on the phone with Steve Osmond for 45 minutes and he knew that this is where he was coming. Like guys, I think the thing that surprised me was the volume of, of signings that they made of like those one to $2 million guys. And then also like how many of them could have gotten more money elsewhere, like Troy Stetcher. I'm like the, the vibe from Vancouver Twitter that I was getting after that deal was announced, like, are you serious? Like we let him get away for this amount of money. So I think while there was expected uh, to some degree, I, I think the volume of it and then just the efficiency of the move so far has really just been a pleasant surprise. And like you said, adding this many veterans, this many guys with experience uh, in the league will do a lot to help your young players who are you kind of looking forward to to be kind of taking that next step up next year to to make the NHL to learn from these guys and to be sort of the future core uh, of the Red Wings of guys who are ready to to make that step coming up? Well, I think one of the obvious names for me is uh, Philip Sedina. He he kind of started to really get his f- first taste of being a full-time NHL last season. He struggled at times, but he also really dazzled at times as well. And I do expect him to be over here at the start of the season, ready to go and be somebody who benefits from that. Robbie Fabry as well, still a pretty young guy. I believe he's only 24 right now. Uh, That top line that I mentioned before, Bertuzzi, Larkin, Mantha, a lot of nights, if they're not scoring, the team's not winning. So it'll be nice that they have some pressure taken off them. Uh, And then in the back end, I guess at at forward, I would also throw in uh, Evgeny Sveshnikov, uh, Michael Rasmussen, a couple first rounders from years past that are kind of in their make it or break it year. Uh, and then on the back end, you know, kind of round it out with uh, Philip Heronic, uh, the young 22 year old defenseman who led the Red Wings in minutes last year. Uh, and then Dennis Chalowski as well. Obviously, there will be some other guys in the mix, but I think in terms of guys you hope to take a big step forward, those are on the forefront. There's one player who's going to be missing from the Red Wings uh, coming up, and that is Justin Abdicator, who's very long, oh, very no. big contract is no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, saying ain't so. <laughs> I, I can tell you guys are just devastated to lose uh, him on your team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, devastated is putting it lightly. Frankly, it's a it's a real homegrown boy. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. That was one of those moves that. I feel like the contract was kind of panned when it was given out and it seems like it's sort of correcting a mistake that, you know, Steve Eisenman wasn't even the one to make it. And now it's his yeah. problem to deal with. Yeah. that And that's been a lot of Steve Eisenman's like tenure here early on. And some of it has 
passed to, uh, was unfortunately just waiting it out. Like he had to wait out the the end of the Erickson deal, the end of the Trevor Daly deal, the end of the Jimmy Howard fiasco that came on unfo- to an unfortunate end here in Detroit. Nathan, I I think you would agree that that has been kind of a focal point of these last couple of weeks is kind of clearing what's left of that Ken Holland regime that was weighing this team down and, and so badly. It's literally the exact thing that we've been doing for the poor Steve Eisman has had to come into this team. I mean, he, <laughs> he was, he was lucky to be able to trade Anthony CU and a uh, Kovner to Edmonton for two second round picks. And then Ken Holland does the same thing that he's been doing here. And he gives away prospects for absolutely nothing. He just didn't even qualify Kovner or Anthony CU. So, Hey, two, two free second round picks. And I, We'll take it. I guess we bit the bullet with the advocator buyout, but I mean, it had it had to have been done. <laughs> <laughs> it had to have been done. Well, it does look like things are looking up for the Red Wings, or like you said, you're at least going to win probably more than 17 games, which I think is a pretty pretty good benchmark to set. Uh, before before we wrap up, we we of course had the draft. Uh, what are your what are your kind of quick thoughts on how Detroit did in the draft? What do you who are you most excited to see? more from uh and can't wait to get get them in a red wing sweater well sarah my first thought is that you really disappointed us by uh <laughs> hyping us up on the possibility that the, the kings could take jamie drysdale at number two and while i didn't think it would happen i think on draft day when it came down to it i was like come on rob blake come on rob blake come on rob blake <laughs> like, mess it up uh, mess uh, it so up. that was kind of a disappointment but that, <laughs> we were already mentally prepared for that i love the selection of raymond I love what they did in the second and third rounds, taking a lot of high upside uh, guys, a lot of really skilled uh, guys on both ends of the ice, both at forward and on defense. And yeah, I'll let Ethan take it from there. I'm more focused on the impact that Raymond could have on this team. Uh, in my opinion, Raymond automatically takes over the top spot as our best prospect. He could be a guy that's going to get you at the best 80, 90 points a year on the wing. I think that's phenomenal. I'm really excited for it. And with us hopefully getting more than, you know, 15 to 18 wins this year, I mean, we're still (laughs) going to be at the bottom of the standings. So it's going to be another good prospect we have. But at that time, there's a lot of guys on our teams that have, that are one year contracts. And that's when you could start instituting these rookies in that are going to make a difference for our team. And we're going to start seeing that upswing back up out of this trench, this chasm that we are in right now (laughs) we try to have fun with it think of the positives yeah that's all you can do that's all you can do (laughs) we know it (laughs) well brighter days seem to be ahead and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens next season whenever that is uh, with the Red Wings for people who want to learn more who want to follow along to get their eyes now on maybe who they could pick up at the deadline from the from the Red Wings uh, where can they find you guys and your show online Uh, well we're on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings catch us on Instagram at Lockdown Wings we've been super active uh on both sites obviously as of late yeah that's pretty much it facebook at lockdown red wings i don't really keep up with it that much but you can follow me on twitter at nolan bianchi all one word and then uh yeah that's it for me yeah ethan's twitter. on twitter at ethan smith yes very clever Thank it's a very you. clever name thank you 
<laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen. I'm sorry I couldn't make your draft daydreams come true, but Rob Blake didn't answer the phone when I called him. So <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. You know what? It I don't, what I don't take it too personally, a little personally, but not, I don't think it's going to ruin, you know, our working relationship here. <laughs> That's that's good. I feel very relieved that I didn't I didn't ruin everything. <laughs> I, I knew you were probably worried, you know, about it. Just... <laughs> I was like, Rob Blake is screwing everything up. Yeah. <laughs> he got me a good but congrats, but congrats on Quentin Byfield. I saw you rocking the bow tie on oh, yeah. the locked on NHL oh, yeah. uh, live stream uh, as a little homage. Yeah. Uh, do you do you guys have a nickname for him yet? I was gonna call him QB. I don't know why. I've never heard that before. Uh, I mean, but I was like, I'll, that's. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. That's they a don't. Cool nickname. The I QB. haven't heard one for him yet, and I feel like his name doesn't lend itself to like a good solid hockey name. Like Byfield, you can't turn that into like something stupid. Byzies. Yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. That's just... awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So QB I like that. or something like that. Yeah, I like that a lot too. Thanks to Amy Noland and Ethan all for jumping on today's show. Go give them a follow on social media. Go subscribe to their podcasts if you want to learn more from them. They're doing great work keeping up with all of the news with their teams. That's it for today's show. Make sure you're following this show on Twitter at Locked on NHL Pods so you never miss an episode. Also, subscribe to the show if you haven't already. We are available in whatever podcast app you like most. Leave a rating or a review if you are enjoying what you're hearing on this show. Tell a friend all about it. And uh, have fun watching your teams do things that maybe or maybe do not disappoint you. Until next time, this has been Locked on NHL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.